after hefty gains on global equity markets in the first half, many money managers are starting to sound cautious about the second half. Consumer-related indicators like credit and mortgage uptake starting to also flash red. For more on where the smart money is going, we're joined by Robert Jenkins, Global Head of Research, Investment and Wealth Solutions at LSEG. Robert, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Boston. I guess the first thing to ask is, what did you see in the first half and how is that um, changing in the second half? Well, you know, I think in the first half, what we saw was number one, of course, the kind of FOMO AI speculative bubble that kind of happened, of course, over the first quarter in particular. Uh, and there was also this, this feeling that the Fed was probably gonna start easing and perhaps even cutting by year end or perhaps early in 2024. And this all led to the notion that now is the time to buy equities. And certainly they they ran up quite a bit. And they, they again, they recouped off some losses from last October's lows. Um, but largely the underpinnings of this, this rise in the equity markets um, does give rise to trepidation right now by investors. And as you mentioned, money managers. And where do we go in the second half of the year? And it, you feel like we're at a point where we're very fragile in terms of keeping that, that high level of, uh, of market gains up. Um, any sort of news that is negative that uh, can cause uh, people to fear that inflation is going to kind of creep back into the picture um, will absolutely, I think, cause kind of a shock in the markets. And we have a lot of, I think, opportunities for that to take place, particularly on the wage side. So looking at your fund flows, the research that you've been looking and um, producing, where are the safety zones for investors wanting to preserve their assets in the second half? Well, you know, fund flows are, are generally not immediately reactive to what's going on with the exception of money markets. And money markets have been immediately reactive to what's going on. Uh, people were piling into those starting right off the beginning of the year and really largely because, A, they were a little bit worried about what was going on coming off of 2022. And B, it's really such an attractive rate. It's, it's one of the first times in many, many years you've been able to get that even pre-financial crisis to get such a rate in a short-term safety instrument like that. So money markets continue to be kind of a bellwether in the storm here of what could potentially be, again, more uh, numbers and negative numbers coming in on inflation, which could, again, have this market be a little bit fragile. I do worry that we're going to need strong earnings to come through and be a fundamental foundation to the gains we've already had. And if we don't have those, um, I think there's a there's cause for concern. Now, that's a really interesting point, Robert, because I was speaking to uh, Lebrum's Joachim Clement recently, who said one of the biggest risk factors for the second half is the over-optimism over U.S. earnings. Would you agree? I would. You know, the past several quarters haven't really shown massive gains. We've had a lot of flatness. So flat is a new up, number one. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, reduction in, in, in earnings estimates. And so therefore, beating lower bars is, is really what we've all been kind of underpinning the current market environment. And so, again, what we're really going to need in, in an environment where most of the gains came from expanding the multiples, we're going to need the fundamentals to catch up. Not very many stocks have done that. NVIDIA, which is obviously the biggest gainer in the markets this year, by and large has, right? So they've they've shown kind of the re the revenues to match up with, with, the, with the lofty multiples. Um, can they continue? Maybe, but a lot of the other kind of magnificent seven stocks uh, need to kind of keep pace with that. So a lot of eyes are gonna be on Apple, as you mentioned, and, and the, the amount of weight that it, it bears in the overall market environment. That's gonna be very important to watch how they are gonna react going forward. And Robert, red hot inflation, sticky inflation is one of the big risk factors. And one of the things moving markets in the first half, do you think this will continue in the second half? And if so, what are the other risk factors that you're also looking out for? 
You know, it's definitely inflation, right? And and um, we've been, I think, really kind of pinning our hopes on these rather small downticks, which have been positive. And, and again, I think the Fed is is reacting accordingly, and we're seeing you know a little bit of a pause. So we're probably going to see a pause this month, and likely maybe even a pause at the next meeting. Um, but I wouldn't hold out that they're going to be paused for good. And I think of investors again at the beginning of the year were thinking that Fed was going to start to cut. So they were basing their their kind of views on how to price out stocks on the view that there's going to be cuts in rates. And I don't think we're going to see that either. And I think we're going to see an elongated pause right now in markets. Even Fed Chair Powell has mentioned that he doesn't think that the inflation rate is going to come back down in the 2% range until 2025. So that should be an indicator that we're going to find a range. And that range of rates is going to be where we are. And that's eventually going to crimp consumer spending, which, as we know, is the underlying driver of the U.S. economy. And just really quickly, Robert, before we go, if there were three areas or three financial instruments that you 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 really like uh, the the look of the trajectory in the second half, what would they be? I would go money markets, money markets, money markets. I'm not <laughs> going to do. That. I'm going to say money markets definitely is still a place to be, and it's not just for safety; it's for just. It makes logical sense, but also it's time to start looking maybe a little bit along the duration curve in some of the fixed income products. We're seeing some flows, of course, into taxable income, which is a little bit longer durations in the short term. I think if you lock in those rates and if you do see rates start to come down in, say, 2025 or so, that's going to be a nice trade. So we're seeing that. And then, of course, you mentioned already potential inflation in commodities and kind of food and energy. There's going to be opportunities there. Those in terms of fund flows have not been strong this year. Uh, and I think that the pricing kind of pressures will, will enable those to be areas of opportunities going forward. All right. We have to leave it there. My thanks to Robert Jenkins, Global Head of Research, uh, Investment and Wealth Solutions at LSEG. This is your trading series on IGTV.